0: hello everybody and welcome back to we're just talking i am julian the man spivak this is carly elizabeth sweet ass kamara spivak oh, up geez. in this hizzy up in this house so i don't know i just made that up so you're i don't in know rare like, form today i don't know if you guys yeah you're in rare form today how you how you feeling how you doing okay. hey how you doing okay how you looking?
1: all right <laughs> i feel fine thanks for asking
0: you're welcome how you look you? you look fine too <laughs>
1: You're a sicko. Our audience is gonna be like, God, this is exhausting to listen to.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't even had
1: a drink yet, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the noise. We're just I'm trying to get all the cords on this table, and you know, we are just, we are just out here living. Yeah, what are you drinking?
0: Um, Well, since we just had a little bit of sushi for dinner, thank you by the way for getting sushi on your way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna polish that sushi off with a little bit of Yamazaki. This is a uh, single malt Japanese whiskey, aged 12 years. Very, very good.
1: Oh, see, that shows how much I know. I looked at that and I was like, oh, that's not, how is that relevant to sushi? But it's Japanese, right?
0: Japanese whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. And a very dear, close friend of mine purchased the item for me, just so you know. Yes. Thank Mm -hmm. you, by the way.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think starting off the episode, being a bunch bunch of Bozo the Clowns is pretty fitting because we noticed that we haven't done like a kind of shoot the shit episode in a while where we just kind of like bs and like don't have a topic and we just kind of like screw around talk about whatever
0: i think we did like a few weeks ago and it ended up being I, I believe very successful
1: yeah well more than a few weeks. Ago, I, it was maybe. more than yeah it was more than a few weeks ago because i looked back and i was like we haven't done this in a long time yeah people tend to like or at least our audience tends to like when we just kind of go off the reservation and just talk about bullshit bullshit rather than having like a pointed topic so uh we're gonna try it out do
0: it you know let's do it there's plenty to talk about
1: yeah Hope and you I guys think are excited and ready i got a good I got, I got a good vibe from it because i got a sign as i opened up instagram this is the headline that i read oh, headline <laughs> army hammer dating a dental hygienist on the cayman islands amid rape accusations huh. and they seem happy
0: <laughs> army hammer man he's getting himself into some trouble lately. yeah
1: army hammer has been staying in the cayman islands after the los angeles pd confirmed the actor is being investigated in a sexual assault case he
0: fucking which we knew. yeah yeah can't they go and grab his ass out of there well is there any reason why like uh, he's is, so the question is, if he would return to the U.S., would he like be arrested?
1: Yeah, technically, Well, that's a loaded question. But, yeah, in terms of going to grab that ass out of there, yeah. I don't think that that's really the technical solution. I think you have to go through the proper channels yeah. when somebody is abroad.
0: I mean, I guess. Um,
1: there are laws in place that do give, um, you know— extradition type it, it's all yeah. it's all beyond what this the topics of this episode I mean, would we could be
0: have, we could have Seal team six go in there and just take his ass right yeah and
1: i'm also not an in- international <laughs> lawyer so i don't know like the, <laughs> the details of that but even though i probably should because i did take international law in law school but but yeah there are there are means by which we could get our grubby little american paws on him again uh, so i
0: guess we won't <laughs> be seeing him in any movies Anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I thought that he was making a movie. I think
0: he was. He was. Or in and the middle of it or Everybody
1: was uh, like, Oh, there's bodies being dug up on the set and it's like, Well, I wonder whose fault that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Army Ham- hammer is like standing over there having a cigarette and it's just like <laughs> the camera just pans over to him yeah Yeah, but not funny not funny no Um, not funny at all no it's uh it's abuse and sexual assault it's not funny it's not funny yeah i like him Um, as an
0: actor too i thought he was he played characters well but um yeah i mean he
1: was like a heartthrob you know he's like the winklevoss twins and uh social network
0: he's only yeah he's only been in two things i can even name though yeah the social network and then he was a lone ranger
1: yeah he was in something else too I think yeah. yeah. I mean I think he was a pretty popular actor. Although I do think that he is independently wealthy of his acting career. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's from an oil family. Oh, really? I think so. I think oh, I read that about well, him. I don't know. Must be nice. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I don't know. I really don't care. <laughs> a rapist is a rapist is a rapist. So yeah. that's where I'm at with that. Okay. okay. So yeah, that's our first topic. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Army hammer Army and hammer. his antics. He's in the Cayman antics. Islands. Uh making a dental hygienist happy. Yeah. Yeah. So what else is new
0: to see for you sports fans? Tim Tebow uh, coming back to the NFL to play tight end for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. and uh, his old college coach, Urban Meyer, uh, who coached at Florida when he was there, is now the head coach at the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I'm
1: sure is no coincidence. No, that
0: he... not none at all. So, but they're going to bring him in as a tight end instead of a quarterback because, I mean, Tim Tebow sucks at playing quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, the thing is, right, this this is what the controversial thing is is in regards to this. It's the fact that, one, Tim Tebow hasn't played football in eight years. Yeah. So, like, he hasn't taken an NFL hit in eight years. So, like, people are like, why is a guy like this coming in to play a position that he honestly never played before? Oh, he didn't. No, he was always a quarterback. Oh, I always
1: thought that. Wait, he always played quarterback. I thought that he was more of one of those dynamic players, kind of like um, T- Taysom Hill. No, what's the other one I'm thinking of? RG three, maybe? Was he all over the place? No,
0: he was just a quarterback.
1: No, I'm thinking of someone else that mm-hmm. uh, was also like kind of, you know, he, yeah. he excelled at multiple positions besides quarterback, which I feel like yeah. is rare, right?
0: Um, not, not with athletes these days. No, I wouldn't say it's rare. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it just makes you more dynamic. Now, uh, Tim Tebow is a quarterback built like a linebacker, like a fullback, so or yeah. like a tight end, which goes into his favor. However... Um, At the start of the next season, Tim Tebow will be turning 34. Um, not that that's old, but for NFL standards, I guess it's kind of like, I mean, it's really not that old. You got a lot of guys still in their, in their in their 30s playing football, so that's not really the big issue. But I think the controversial thing, too, was like, okay, this guy hasn't played football in eight years, right? But also, like, who else hasn't played football in eight years? Probably, what's, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. No, oh. Colin Kaepernick.
1: Oh so yeah, his name was yeah. brought up.
0: Like, why is Tim Tebow getting another chance in the NFL oh, yeah. when Colin Kaepernick has been staying in shape, been, been you know playing for teams, yeah. not playing for teams, but been trying, and no team still today will sign him? I mean, well, granted, granted,
1: what the elephant in the room? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean,
0: but, but granted, I think the NFL has come a long way since since then, and but at the same time too, it's like, well, I mean, we're good to, you know? You got to now judge based off of talent, right? Like, how well could, if if Colin Kaepernick was to rejoin a football team, what value could he really bring to your organization? Who knows? You know, no one knows because you you haven't seen him play. So, all I know is the man has been trying to stay in shape. He's been, you know, he worked out for a few teams a couple years ago. I think he worked out for the Falcons a couple years ago, um, maybe like two years ago, and seemed to be doing very well, throwing the ball well, and and seemed to be in shape, but, you know, he never got signed. So, right. They're probably bringing some team in to help coach the new rookie who they drafted uh taylor lawrence lawrence not lawrence taylor um <laughs> trevor lawrence <laughs> trevor lawrence um to help you know kind of groom him and be an ass on the offense i'm sure they use tebow dynamically but the same the question comes hey man like you haven't hit or been hit in eight years like yeah, right. you played some minor league baseball but that, that's about it so right you know well i guess we'll see
1: oh yeah that's right his baseball thing that that gave me jet, like michael Mets. jordan vibes yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, Tantibo, you know, is like a like a pop icon. And um, and
1: you're talking about like, see, it's interesting to me that like these athletes like fallback sport is baseball yeah. because, because I think that skill wise, like baseball requires like some of the most, what is it? Like, I, what is the word? Skill. Like actual skill as opposed yeah. to athleticism. Yeah. Like yeah. being able to hit a ball that's being thrown that fast at you yeah is a skill
0: yeah completely so and and catch and and to,
1: catch and throw and and yeah. It,
0: yeah it's a ridiculous skill the whole thing is a skill sport and it's like a mental sport too you have to know the situation it, it it's a it's a battle zone the entire time yeah they say you know people you know a baseball player said it's funny how fans say or people say oh baseball is boring he's like how there's always something going on and it's right. true too if you think about it, there is always something going on uh it's maybe more of a mental fight but there's uh-huh. always something going on in baseball you know
1: right. But I just I just find it interesting that these players are like, Oh, I could do that. It's like, could you? Could you though? Yeah. No. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, athletically speaking, like, yeah, you can run the bases probably with the best of them. You know, you can you can cover the field probably with the best of them. But like in terms of like skill and like yeah. throw a ball with the best of them, maybe. But like yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just interesting to me. But um when yeah. you were telling me about this, I thought of uh, an interview that I saw the other day. This is like another athlete story um that I saw on I think it was it was some morning talk show that I was watching it on. I don't remember which one, but um, Ryan Lochte, a lot of you will remember him from the Olympic Games in 2000. Was he in 2016?
0: The Sao Paulo, Brazil.
1: Definitely in 2012. 16. Yeah. yeah. And 16 and yeah. maybe eight. Too.
0: Didn't he get in trouble in Brazil? Well,
1: yeah. 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 So he um, in Rio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, Rio. Yeah. He um, yeah. There was like this scandal about how he like faked being robbed or something. Wasn't that yeah, what it was?
0: I think it was. Yeah, it was
1: something so stupid like that, and uh, it was something like a uh, yeah, like he, he faked being robbed at gunpoint or something. So he was like a big farce for a while, uh, kind of <laughs> laughing stock of the Olympics. Um, Poor bastard. And I felt like, and this might not be true because I don't even know what events he swims, but I felt like he was like playing second middle to Michael Phelps like the entire yeah yeah, yeah. Michael Phelps
0: was number one. Was a he freak. Was, he was a number two. Yeah. Guy.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, the ego check there probably had a lot to do with uh, his his downfall, his fall from grace. But I saw in the interview that he's thinking about, or he is, he's he's trying to make it for the 2020 Olympics, which were rescheduled from actual 2020 to 2021. They're still calling them the 2020 Olympics, though. When, like, when is it? It is from July, end oh. of July to early August of this year. Is it still in Japan? It's in Tokyo, Yeah yeah so but yeah i saw he's like yeah you know i'm trying to make the olympic trials and and i'm pretty sure uh something like that is unheard of especially in the swimming world because from my perspective i was a swimmer i was a competitive swimmer in high school and i mean these these kids that are swimming like they just don't get they there's no um what there's no like flat line in the talent like They just get faster and faster every time it's crazy and ryan lochsey is 36 years old so it's like uh, (laughs) it's like you're going up against these college kids who are freaks of nature you know and maybe they have a little bit more gas in the tank uh, yeah. I mean they're they're just mm-hmm. faster. Like they're just faster as a result of like different training and stuff like that. Is, is so he,
0: wait, is he actually competing?
1: He's got he's trying. I think he's he's doing the trials. Yeah. Not Michael Phelps though, isn't it right? <laughs> no, Michael done, Phelps right? retired. Yeah. Michael Phelps was like, you know what? I was the best <laughs> and like probably will be the best for a long time to come. And uh he kind of th- he he retired like officially. But it looks like Ryan Lochte is a backstroker freestyler and an individual medley swimmer, which is great but you're also 36. So it's like, uh, I just don't know how that's going to go for you. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> you know,
0: there are still a lot of he seems really optimistic, but that are, that are 36, you know? But. Yeah.
1: But you know, I, th- I feel like swimming is one of those things that like, they just keep getting faster. Like yeah. the, the, and, and keep in mind, it's been four years since the last like oh, yeah. major, you know, obviously Olympics for swimming. Yeah. It's like, can you, can you, can, has your training been that of a 20 year old? probably not probably not <laughs> probably not <laughs> yeah. so it's like you're competing with somebody who's much younger than you who has been training at a college program that is made for people of that age and yeah i don't know i'm i'm pessimistic about it maybe he'll prove me wrong and he'll make it who knows yeah i think if he does make it it'll buy this be by the skin of his long 36 year old teeth <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> long in the tooth as they say <laughs> but yeah i just thought i would uh would share that because uh, it's kind of a similar story. Because Tim Tebow is how old?
0: He's 33. He'll be 34 in, uh, I think it said June or August. And a 34-year-old tight
1: end is not something that's...
0: Um. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't... No, it's very possible. We're, we're, yeah, like, like Michael Finley and who else? Some of the Packers had older tight ends. They had not yeah. Mercedes Lewis. I think since his like mid thirties, is he? I I think uh. so. We could look him up. Yeah. Um. So no, it's definitely possible. I mean, if you stay in shape and like you know you you. But the thing is with with Mercedes Lewis and the other older tight ends, they've been playing they've football been playing. the whole time.
1: Well, but I thought. So 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 this guy hasn't been playing or excuse me this guy Tim Tebow hasn't been training or playing.
0: Uh, He always he's always been an athlete so he always he's always stayed in shape so he's still in very good shape. Again and he. he didn't work didn't work out in the NFL um so the last time he was in a NFL uniform um he was in mini camp or camp with the Philadelphia Eagles and he went through preseason with them um and didn't make it didn't make didn't make the team okay because he's <laughs> just not a good quarterback that's why. okay
1: so now his but now his uh
0: the, the thing is too well I'm sorry go ahead well
1: his ego is telling him like well I could do this. Well, Urban Meyer was just just he like,
0: Hey, if you Ugh. want to play football, I got a spot for you, you just have to play tight end. And in this time, he was like, Sure. So this is the thing. Before before leaving the NFL to go play baseball, like other teams like actually said, like, hey, like, we'll bring you on, but you have to change your position. Yeah. You know, you're a hell of a football player. You're a you're a good ass athlete. You're fucking strong as hell. Like we can definitely use you and your dynamic. The only thing is you just suck at playing quarterback.
1: But like you can still
0: play in the NFL. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine going to the NFL as a quarterback. You suck, but other teams still willing to keep you just because you're that good of an athlete.
1: Well, let me ask you this: the baseball money he was earning versus what they were going to pay him in a different position.
0: He, he didn't ever make the majors. He made he was in minor. Oh, league. He, so then okay. he was with the Mets uh, farm system. Oh, okay. So he never he never got called so up. Definitely to the not leagues. real money. No, yeah. but he but it's, he's also again he's like what, what's the word a figure not not a pop icon but he is a public figure like yeah I guess icon yeah so like the dude's got endorsements he's been on all sorts of good morning America shows like so it doesn't matter yeah. he almost probably didn't even need the money he's
1: supposed to be like a wholesome like whatever Christian yeah. yes bullshit.
0: so so th- so you know these other teams like, basically he could have been probably, probably playing in the NFL the entire time if he had just changed his position to whether it was tight end or fullback or even maybe like linebacker or something like that but he just didn't want to do it so now being 33 year old Tim Tebow he's like yeah fuck it why not you know yeah nobody signed him to a one year contract so I think that he, they just want his power his, like intensity and his experience to help like kind of coach like the new kid. Okay. And, you know, just get the team going. You know, the, the, in my opinion, they're like, oh, okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought back Rob Gronkowski, who only took one year off, mm-hmm. and they won the Super Bowl. So maybe if you bring in Tim Tebow as a tight end for Trevor Lawrence, then maybe, you know, not saying they're going to Super Bowl, but maybe they do well. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll see.
1: We will see. I can't wait for football season. I know, me too. I love football. I know. Oh, wow. We have a visitor. Hi. Did anybody, did that, I wonder if our audio picked that up. I don't know. Hey. A little squeaky Hello. She's. What are you doing? Oh, that one it definitely did. Hello, hello. Yeah, she's a good girl. Um, she just emerged from her cat hut. I didn't even know she was sitting in there. She came out. Yeah. So what else? What else? What else? What else? Tell me what else.
0: So let's see here. We hit some. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. What else? A lot of BS. Yeah. A couple of of things I want to talk about. Oh, our shows. Our shows. Our shows. Oh yeah, yeah. The shows. That's right. Go ahead. The shows.
1: Okay. So, Handmaid's Tale, first and foremost.
0: Yep. Handmaid's Tale is back on.
1: Has been so good.
0: Very good. So good.
1: good. Really intense. My hands are a mess because I chew my nails when I watch the show. Yeah. So that like my hands are a bloody mess. Because uh Handmaid's Tale is back. Yeah. Which for better or for worse is, you know, Handmaid's Tale is back. What do you think of the season so far?
0: I think it's very good. I am. Um, it's so. It's like this. Apparently, it's season four. And if you guys seen The Handmaid's Tale, I think we've spoken about this. I think before like season one. Um, it's such a good, it's such a good show. But like, it drives me freaking crazy. And now it's like to the point where like there's like a resistance that has formed, whatever. That's been there. It's been fighting. You kind of see like yeah. For the, those
1: of you who don't watch it, you're not gonna understand at all what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, you kind of see like Chicago for the first time. Chicago the whole time has been like where the resistance has been fighting and yeah. stuff like that and it, it's like really interesting but the whole time it's like she she's on her own and creating havoc and this at the other and then she's caught again and then she's on her own and she's caught again and she escapes and she's caught again yeah it's background just like,
1: real quick it's just like a dystopian um hellscape that's formed as a result of the downfall of the united states and the takeover of a radical religious group that's the best way i can quickly explain it forces women into uh servitude and in in various forms and it just kind of follows this one character as she rebels against the forces that be and uh she's made multiple escapes but ends up being dragged back to gilead which is the uh the religious helm um that was formed which is the
0: the united states well not which is the
1: continental united states but not the united states yeah and yeah it kind of just tracks you know i I got to the point where like she kept saying oh i have to go back i can't leave my daughter i can't leave my daughter and like that sort of got old to me and like i understand obviously i understand like you can't leave your kid there kid within like a terrible country like that nation but i was kind of getting annoyed like okay you keep getting out like barely alive and then you keep going back for more. Like the, and it's in, like yeah. you still haven't gotten your daughter out and you still are risking your life getting at, trying to get out again yeah. or getting other people out. So I was curious to see how they'd handle this season. So far, so good.
0: Yeah, very good, very good.
1: Yeah, and the other show we've been watching is *Mayor of Easttown.
0: That's good, really good too. Really
1: good. That's a new one we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Mm-hmm. That one is Kate Winslet, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, She has a painful Philadelphia accent which I just can't, like, get out of my head.
0: Wow, she does it perfectly, too. She
1: does it perfectly, yeah. yeah. For a British, for for somebody with a British accent, like, yeah. she does the the Philadelphia accent so well. She does.
0: And and not even just the accent, the, the demeanor.
1: Yeah, like what, the top like... With the vape
0: like, and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, like vaping. Like yeah. Kinda, she's kind of like, I don't want to say white trash, but like just, like, painfully middle class.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, she's just, like, a From, cop. From, like, South Philly.
1: Yeah, she's, yeah. like, a cop. No, it's like a Philly suburb. We were talking about this and like, I think it's like targeted at like South Jersey, Delaware, Philadelphia area. South Philly. Yeah. It's like super. So it's like a murder mystery essentially where they're investigating actually three different disappearances of, of girls. One of which is a confirmed murder. The other two are just disappearances, um, missing persons. And you kind of see how it all comes together. You kind of see Mare, Mare, the main character played by Kate Winslet is like her background is like, you know, shady like she has a, a sketchy family life and mm-hmm. whatever else so yeah it kind of just goes through all of that but so far so good we really like it every every episode you're left with like oh my god <laughs> yeah <it's- laughs> what just happened
0: it is really good. good show
1: so i don't know what will happen next but uh but it's it's off to a great start it's only four episodes so far yeah that's really and they good. come out every sunday
0: and uh hand- handmaids comes out every wednesday mm-hmm. and oh another thing that Carly's been kind of watching the background, but I've been watching is the new Mighty Ducks series.
1: Oh, no, I, yeah, that's easy to watch. That's an easy, easy, happy, uplifting.
0: Yeah. It's not like,
1: it's really cute. Um, it's like the revival of the Mighty Ducks, but it's like a, it's like a TV series instead of a movie.
0: Yeah. And like Gordon Bombay is in it. Yeah.
1: Emilio Estevez plays Gordon Bombay. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's aged a minute. That's, I mean, he just looks fantastic to me.
0: (laughs) I, I think now he looks more like his father. Like yeah, but I mean, Martin he Sheen. looks like,
1: I mean, you just, you see his face, you're like, oh, it's the same. Like, he looks the same to me, at least. Right. I don't know. You seem to think he's aged, but I think he looks yeah, the same.
0: Yeah, you can tell he's definitely aged from the original ones, but.
1: But yeah, and then they, they creatively, like, work in the part of the old cast from, like, the D2, D3 three movies. Yeah,
0: all of them some of them Um,
1: and the original mighty ducks some of them obviously some of them have you know terrible drug problems and stuff now but but yeah some of the uh some of the original cast has worked into that and uh yeah, it's really cute. It's on Disney Plus. So if you have that, it's like easy to watch.
0: Yeah, it's easy to watch. It's fun. It's it's actually pretty good.
1: You yeah. don't need to like concentrate. I can like watch no. half watch it and still and know what's going on. But it's the same it's the same kind of concept, like rough and tumble, like
0: Yeah. And like the mighty ducks like are like the like dominant like youth hockey team now, so that's like they're very like structured and they're very just like kind of like not what the Ducks are built off of. So, yeah. this other team that was started, they call it the Don't Bothers, they are kind of like the new muddy Ducks and you know, Gordon, the underdogs, yeah, the, the, the underdogs, 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 and kind of you know, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon Bombay is not the coach, but he's kind of like helping the team. He's like a like washed
1: they, up like rink manager, and like yeah. he has like he's like all grumpy now, and like but he somehow gets dragged back into. The middle of yeah the underdog team or whatever it's really cute I really like it a lot yeah yeah very good I don't know it's uh I don't know if it's gonna be like a do you know if it's gonna be like an ongoing series or um I don't know I don't know I not don't know sure. either and then I've also been watching Cruel Summer Julian has not Cruel Summer is on Freeform which is like super weird but like it's also on Hulu so it comes out like a day after on Hulu that it does on Freeform and I think it comes out on tuesdays or wednesdays maybe tuesdays for freeform and wednesdays for hulu okay but it's like a 1990s mystery type show like suspense i guess you could say like teen drama mixed with like suspense and like you know the popular girl in school gets gets uh kidnapped and like kept in a basement by like the school principal or something like that and then apparently one another girl who kind of like takes over the popular girl's role like once she's kidnapped like they, she kind of like takes over her popularity takes over her friend group takes her boyfriend all this stuff and then apparently she somehow becomes aware that this girl was kidnapped and doesn't tell anybody because she like likes her new life so much but it's all like really shady so you can't really tell if that's actually what happened yet or if you know it's kind of fabricated or wh- what direction is going in but it's really good and it's like they set it across 1993 1994 and 1995 so it'll just keep like flashing back to 1993 and then it'll go to 1994 and then 95 and then back to 94 and then back to 95 and you know whatever so um another really good one unique concept something that we haven't really seen much of but uh so far so good that one's also only like four episodes in so it's a quick binge for anybody who's looking for something new that's good yeah, and you finished Versailles.
0: Yeah, well, we finished
1: Versailles. We, but, but I kind of lost interest towards the end. I know,
0: it was good. And, it, like, like, it picked up towards the end, too. I thought the whole Man in the Iron Mask thing was interesting.
1: Yeah, but it, like, slowed down for me, and I was like, okay. Like,
0: season three started off. Yeah, three. There's only three seasons. Season yeah. three started off kind of, like, a little, little blah, but it, like, it started to pick up. I think you lost it before it started before to it started become to
1: like up. It started to become, like, repetitive to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why it was only three seasons. It was seasons. the same
1: drama over and over and over, but... Yeah, it was kind of like Bridgerton meets.
0: Bridgerton, I think, is better. Uh, yeah, just because it it has like a modern day twist to it.
1: It it's like Bridgerton meets like Game of Thrones kind of. Uh,
0: it's hard to like explain. it's more it's...
1: it's more dramatic than Bridgerton. Yeah, it's yeah, not like it's not as light. Yeah and like
0: fluffy and humorous yeah yeah as
1: bridgerton it's it's good though it's but i guess it's good. like men in wigs i'm like okay it's like bridgerton yeah.
0: <laughs> there's like all sorts of sex in it and everything like that yeah so, it's like you know. it's
1: like political and it's like political and like familial and like all this drama and like what is the what is the time frame i don't even know um 17th it's- century
0: it's yeah, so it's like this. It's like the mid 1600s in yeah, France. Yeah,
1: so 17th 17th century France during King Louis the Fourteenth's reign, right? Yeah,
0: the, the Sun King. Yeah,
1: the Sun King. The Sun King. King.
0: King Louis the Louis the 14th.
1: Which reign. I okay. To be fair, I knew nothing about that time period before we started watching this. So like, no, it's
0: France. no, it's it's interesting because it like goes like this is when France starts to head towards like the French Re- Revolution, mm-hmm. and like you see kind of how it like what led them to get there. You know? okay. So it's interesting because it's kind of like it's like, oh, I wonder what happened before that. You kind of assume, it, but you didn't. You don't. You don't get to see. Oh, Luther XIV, as you can see, like wants to be has this thinks he's a god. Wants to be wants to wants to be like right by the people. Like cares about France, but yeah. also at the same time, like puts hard taxes on the lower and middle class. Taxes. Yeah. Dog shit out of them, and which we
1: like being from like the time period that we're from. We're like, what yep. the fuck? And, like- <laughs> and, and
0: if they like protest or rebel against, you know, his rule, then he feels that they should be punished. Yet, like, he believes he is a a good,
1: a fair, and a just. fair
0: and just, and very lenient king. And um you know, whatever, like, you just 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 watch it. It's you'll see, but it's good. Yeah, it was good. I liked Pretty it. Pretty good. Haven't got into season three yet of, uh, Callie does not watch this. I do. F1, Formula One uh Driver Survive. It's uh on. Season three is on, and I think it takes place during the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had time to put it on yet, and I just, I like F1. It's really freaking awesome to watch. It's like an adrenaline rush the entire time. It's really cool to get in to see these drivers. Like, you know, like Formula One, to be honest, before me, I started watching this show. Like, I didn't know shit about Formula One, really, other than from movies that I saw, like, you know, couldn't really care less about it, but this show freaking drags you in and like makes you interested in f1 racing and it's really freaking cool like you get into the lives of these drivers everyone's like very very young there aren't any americans everyone is like from uh europe or they're from like south america um you know places like that or australia great britain but it's really cool to watch Uh, i remember if you remember one of the podcasts that carl and i did we spoke about what we did last last labor day weekend Mm-hmm. was it labor day weekend I what did we do
1: last labor day weekend I that's when remember. we did
0: the peloton for 12 hours straight oh
1: yeah fuck that we're not doing that no, this year we're not doing that this year
0: however no. i had literally in between like the whole damn day i had fucking f1 oh on yeah because terrible. like it was just like was pumping my adrenaline up by watching it and it kept me going terrible so. terrible terrible <laughs>
1: but, yeah yeah are you gonna watch that show more power to you but it's
0: what, season three yeah, of course. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like the show. It's really good. Like I'm in it. I'm invested in it. It's
1: yeah. Good. Okay. I'm not, so that's good. I also just saw Animal Kingdom is coming back. I know you don't watch that, but I do, and it's so good. It's I, coming back July.
0: I would watch it if you had watched it with me.
1: Well, yeah, but I don't have to be like the keeper. Like you could just be like, I'll join you when you're watching it. You but know, you
0: don't you don't watch it while I'm like during a normal hour. It's during a time where I'm, <laughs> I'm at work or I'm doing something else.
1: No, it was like during a normal hour. You were just at work for the the devil yeah at the time
0: 200 billion um 200
1: billion yeah so um, I, yeah i was just watching it. It, it it's so it like and i binged it so hard it was so good um so i'm super pumped for it to come back which i didn't know was coming back in july i'm really excited and then dexter i don't, I don't think there's a release date for dexter yet is there no
0: release date for dexter but super pumped super excited yeah was it season nine right
1: yes no.
0: Yeah, season nine, I think. Is it season nine? Yeah, I think it was eight seasons before.
1: Really, eight seasons? Wow.
0: That show was so damn good. The
1: best shows, the best, okay, so the other thing is the writer from Dexter that wrote the best seasons of Dexter is coming back. I yeah. forget that his name escapes me right now, but he wrote the Trinity Killer season. That's a tough which season. Which is the best one.
0: It's a very good one, but it's also, the ending is very tough. Yeah, to, 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 but to,
1: to, he wrote like seasons three and four. So he's coming back, which is great because he wasn't there for the last couple of seasons, and that's why they weren't as good.
0: Yeah, I mean the last couple of seasons were they were fine, they were good. Yeah, but like you could tell like this like everything everything was starting to dip off.
1: Yeah, and they were running you know? out of they were running out of ammunition. Yeah, but I don't we don't there's no release date for that. And no. then there was there was uh there was a fake release date for you too.
0: Oh yeah, that one that one really got us upset because we it were was like, like April
1: we, 9th or something like, like that. We like
0: jumped in bed like yeah like excited, so excited ready to, to watch, watch
1: it, but like they there was. <laughs> (laughs) like some like scammer that like posted the wrong date yeah
0: and i'm like i'm like on netflix searching for it and carly's like that's it right there i'm like no that's the previous ones like yeah i'm like i only see two seasons i was like look it up again are we a week early and come to find out there's not even a release date on it yet
1: yeah (laughs) which i'm trying to look now i don't think there is one
0: yeah so we have dexter and you all both excellent shows
1: yeah but i don't know that you it's not it says it was signed on for another season for season three so they're
0: probably making it right now
1: but then i read somewhere else that it was canceled i don't know i don't know i'm not not gonna get my hopes up you
0: you used to get too damn good to be canceled
1: yeah yeah and i'm not done with joe yeah joe goldberg
0: yeah right goldberg yeah Yeah. that's his name right i I think think that's his
1: last name i'm not sure hi i'm david and i'm liz Hey Liz, are you schmat? I'm pretty schmat. Are you schmat?
0: Not as schmat as I'm going to be after I listen to an episode of Learn a Little.
1: Learn a Little? That's a stupid podcast for smart people.
0: It sure is. Every episode, Liz and I each take a random Wikipedia article and teach the other person about it.
1: We could be learning about anything, from the politics of West African islands to Olympic gold medalists from New Jersey.
0: Then we quiz each other to see who wins each episode and who gets to wear the crown of schmat. So far, I have not yet won. So come laugh along and learn a little with new episodes every other friday hosted by dimly wit and background joys it's available wherever you get your podcasts learn a little a stupid podcast for smart people
1: <laughs> <Schmat>. <laughs> yeah what else is there what else do we want to talk about oh um <laughs> our small political segment
0: oh boy here we go, go here, ahead. here she goes go ahead. no
1: you go you go because this was your idea
0: uh, well, I will not I said, be held responsible. I, I laughed and said we shouldn't definitely not do it because we're not trying to be political on this on this podcast.
1: Except every time well, we are I can't even remember.
0: What, what was it even about? What did I even
1: say? Think. I'm employment.
0: Thinking. Employment. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. No, I think earlier we just found it interesting that um, – so within the American Rescue Plan, right – Not recovery plan, rescue plan, I believe it's called. A lot of jobs were created. um, A lot of investment in infrastructure. A lot of, again, just a lot of money went into the economy. A lot of jobs were created. The interesting thing is the fact that... People get carried
1: away with the definition of infrastructure too.
0: Okay, right. But... There's new investments in renewables. There's a lot of different new projects um, and new like avenues that the U.S. is shifting in, in regards to where to invest their money, how they want to grow as a country, and, and the future. Right, so a lot of jobs are being created in you know not just in new industry but in old industry as well. Um, the money's there now, and 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 the work is there. However, the on, this month the. I guess they weren't able to fill a lot of jobs. So like the jobs were created, the jobs are there, but you have a lot of people who don't want to, I guess, work these jobs. Now, some of, the, um, some of the debate was the fact that, well, all these people are making more money on unemployment. Why would they go, you know, because the, gov- the government is so nice or whatever. Why would they go and get a job and make less money? Why would they work and make less money? right because the unemployment benefit is so generous i guess to them
1: yeah so like that's like making the argument that okay so obviously you know um federal and state you know government assistance programs are going to have their flaws we've established that you know you're obviously going to have your people that take advantage of this kind of stuff and you know they do sit home and they do collect their unemployment they do nothing but a lot of this you know inability i also i'll say i'll call it inability to go back to work because a lot there's so many things that come into play you have childcare. you have fear of getting sick you have still an ongoing pandemic going on with not everybody vaccinated and, and it hasn't been totally eradicated so you have a lot of things at play here and People like to just say that, oh, you know, like the government just keeps giving out freebies and that's why like no, like no. The the unemployment, you know, structure was deeply flawed before and and then this pandemic revealed how flawed it was. Yeah. So now it's being fixed and you know, now unemployment is actually something that you can live your life off of if you had to theoretically. That's the idea, you know, because a lot of think about all the people that got laid off, you know, um, through no fault of their own. You know, there was unemployment for them to fall back on. Right. Of course. And it revealed that, okay, the unemployment benefit is kind of piss poor. So we need to up that. That doesn't mean that, you know, upping the unemployment doesn't mean that, oh, well, now you've made it too high. So you've incentivized people not to work. I think that's where people are like missing.
0: Right, right, right. because that's where people are missing
1: because in our capitalist society that we live in we are letting the uber wealthy and and you know corporation corporate like behemoths get away with paying people less than a livable salary and less than a livable wage right so that's the problem yeah not the unemployment benefit (laughs) so right when you say okay well i can't get anybody to you know work for you know work hard blue-collar labor for me Um, because you know, the unemployment benefit is too good. No, your wages just aren't good enough.
0: Yeah. Maybe if you're paying them $12 an hour, you know, like maybe. So then
1: that person, okay. So let's take the average person, you know, average person, let's say they have one child that's, you know. Needs child care. Let's say they're below school age. That person then has to say, okay, if I go back to work and I'm making $12 an hour, I'm no longer available to watch my child. So then I have to pay somebody else to do it. Right. So now you're cutting their wages further because they have to give those wages away to child care.
0: To work a job
1: that... To work a job that's not even paying them enough to live to begin with. Right. So... Be mad at the system. Be mad at the way that, you know, these employers have gotten away with for years and years and years not paying livable wages. Yeah. Be mad at healthcare, you know? Be mad at the fact that we don't have universal healthcare because these people are also thinking, okay, well, gee, if I go back to work, let's say, let's let's take children out of the equation. Gee, if I go back to work, you know, I work on the front lines. Let's say I work for, you know, a major retailer or a grocery store or something like that. So I go back for my $12 an hour and... I get COVID. Now I need healthcare. Now I got to go to the hospital. I got to, God forbid, go to the hospital. You know, whatever it is, medical treatment. Right. That comes at a premium. And I'm going to be in the hole for however many thousands of dollars to treat this problem. Right. So it's like, do you really blame these people? Like, I just don't. Yeah.
0: You know. It's the system that's flawed. You're
1: mad at the wrong people. Right. You know, I mean, these are the same... I, I, I'm not saying, and we've said this over and over and over again, you know, small business like took a hard hit during this pandemic. Like, and we, we support small business and everything else, but you got to think about, you know, the big guy versus the little guy, meaning also not just gigantic corporations and and the, and the individual, but also like established businesses and the individual. Right. Because when this pandemic to really gained momentum, those companies were like, all right, we got to lay you off. Like, sorry you know, and there was no consideration of how that person was going to put food on their table for better or for worse. There was no consideration, Mm -hmm. you know, whether, whether that's your fault or not, you know, you did what was best for your company at that time. So like, you can't fault these people for doing what's best for their family now.
0: Right. Right. When
1: you're not going to pay them a livable wage.
0: That's true. And that's well put too.
1: Right. Like, I mean, I think that that's, that's where people are missing, you know, there's disconnect and it's always the people that are it's always the people that always have something to say about this are always the ones that are going on eight, nine, 10 vacations a year. And they're, they're heading up their business and this and that. And they're, you know, writing all this things off and, you know, taking tax benefits and all this other stuff. And it's like, is it really that hard for you to pay your workers more? Yeah. Like, do you have to hoard every last penny that your company, not to say you don't deserve it. That's fine. But then don't piss and moan when somebody's like, gee, my however many hundreds of dollars a week from unemployment sounds a lot better than working for you for less
0: right well because right because the also in regards to this too like the disconnected like human humanity doesn't exist in business aspect of it is the fact that a company or a business is going to say what do i need to what can i pay my labor for today yeah in order to generate because no matter what you do if you're paying for labor that day your output needs to be like what your return needs to be more than what you paid or else you're not going to be a profitable, profitable company, and you're not going right. to be around long. So it's like I, you know, basically it's always trying to do more with less. Mm-hmm. So let me try to 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 get maximum output, maximum return on this labor, and that you know, and then that's going to come down to you know doing the job with way less and with way less, not like way less and paying those people way more, but right. it's, it's way less and paying those people probably less than what they should be receiving, you know. Yeah, uh, in, in regards to like a living, but it wage. goes
1: all the way up the chain, and I mean, it, when you really get down to it, it's the billionaires that are that are running things. I yeah, mean, of course, everything from capital. materials to you know the, everything. I mean, everything that goes that you know everything that a small business sources for itself, whether it be agricultural materials, things like that, they're all run by like multi-billion-dollar corporations. So it's like the same principle applies, like that billion dollar corporations should not be taking advantage of this small business. That's trying to, you know, have enough eggs to serve up at the diner this weekend. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's the same principle. So, so I don't, you know, I don't want to like what I'm saying to be misconstrued as like, you know, I'm going after like any business owner that's just trying to make a successful bit. Like, that's not the case. It's just, it's just a problem up the chain. Yeah. It's a problem up the chain and government assistance is not who you should be mad at. (laughs) I mean, because when, when we're down and out and when your friend, and I'm not talking about the person that's a career, you know, freeloader, that's like, Oh, let me sign up for government benefit. Let me figure out a way to, you know, work off you, take all this taxpayer money. Let me just, you know, find every way that I can to get out of working. Mm -hmm. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are, who were blindsided by this pandemic, Mm -hmm. laid off their job and didn't know when the next paycheck was going to come. Yeah. You need to have a safety net for those people.
0: Yeah. the, the the max, like you know that I've seen the max like weekly benefit for unemployment was like six hundred dollars, something like that. Before. Before.
1: And then they added an additional
0: right, yeah, so, a supplement. So I think so before so that's six hundred dollars like so
1: six hundred dollars and you're the breadwinner and that's the cap
0: times tw- times four right four weeks so you're making twenty four hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but but that's it. Yeah, that has to pay all your bills, your feed mortgage, feed all the mouths in your house. The, yeah, feed all the mouths in your house. Whatever, like you you you're, you're not gonna have enough. You you're you're not gonna be able to do. You can't do it. You know, right? So yeah, so I I agree. I think that it's not a problem with the system with the um unemployment system itself right now. I think it's actually getting better. I think it's it's, an, it's a problem with what employers are willing to pay their employees right and you know? of course
1: like i said i've and i've said this time and again of course there's flaws and there's always going to be that one person that takes advantage not one obviously not one person but i'm talking like gr- grand scale of things it's it's the minority that are taking advantage of it you know it's not these people are like a lot of times i'm hearing oh they'd rather just sit home on unemployment well no no they have to think about what they're going to do with their toddler
0: yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't want to be unemployed, but if they yeah. can't get a job that doesn't pay more than, than unemployment, why would you do that?
1: That actually doesn't pay more than unemployment and then marginally more for childcare. Right, right. Then it doesn't make sense and, for that person's family. Right. And it's like, just like it didn't make business sense for you to keep all your employees during a pandemic when everything was shut down, it doesn't make sense for that person to take the job that you're offering. Right, exactly. And that's the point.
0: Right. And I, I think that we still live in, in a economy to which uh, the uh, old school idea is that every worker should be grateful and at their knees and and applauding, you know, kissing the ass of every employer that say, hey, you know, I have available work, you know, trust me, the the available work, like they don't have your best interest in mind. They have their best interest in mind. They need someone to do the dirty work for them.
1: Right. Right. You know? Right. And so and Julian and I definitely have this ingrained in our heads too. Like it's something that we've had to deprogram from ourselves. Like we get, you know, we both are hard workers and it's like sometimes we lose sight of like what the grand scheme of things is, you know, like the two of us are just so like we get caught up in being thankful for for the jobs that we have and and you know the the stability that we have that like we sometimes allow it to get out of control, I think and and then that's when you kind of have to reel it in and be like okay like i'm still me and i still have my needs right And my family's needs, which come before this company's because you bet your bottom dollar that the company's needs come before your needs.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And so some of these people who like who don't take days off or are always just like their life is their work. Like if you're truly happy doing that and it makes you happy every morning when you get up and you're just loving it, it's just part of who you are. Great. That's something different. But like if you're just like on the grind, like and you're just not taking any time for yourself. Here we go back into work life balance. Yeah. Then it's It's like it's kind of of like and then like. Don't, well, don't complain about not having days off like yeah you know like don't complain about not having a life outside of work like that that's all on you because if an employer if you let an employer take advantage of that and they want to use you and every last ounce and bit of you of who you are as a person if they want to take that from you and you allow them to do it they will without without a second hesitation without a thanks maybe you'll get a thanks it's gonna be a bullshit thanks but it's without be actual like gratitude donuts in the break room yeah there yeah. you go like they will run you into the ground and, yeah and this is one life, this is our life, and you know, there's no there's no point of being unhappy so if your work you know if you don't you know I'll, t- I'll say this right now i've been with a few companies do i love what i do absolutely not i don't love what i do it's just kind of like something it's just what i it's just what i do you know yeah um at times it could be satisfying and fulfilling uh but but that's the most you know even it being satisfying and fulfilling would i ever say i love it absolutely freaking not you know yeah and if you could do something that you do love i mean my god that is like that's the dream right there yeah but i will i will have you know this i will quickly and so will Carlos will quickly tell a company to f off mm-hmm. the second they they want to take your entire existence away from you yeah. not worth it goodbye yeah. I, will, I will see you never you know yeah. and i think both of us kind of have done that in one way or another to where you know um an employer trying to take every last bit of who you are away from you for what for a paycheck for benefits like yeah. i'm not a sucker so yeah. you know um we're good so you can you can you know yeah. Thank you, but no thank you. We're lucky See enough that later. we can
1: be in that position, but there's a lot of people out there who who are not, you know, who no. have to bend at the will of their employer. And it's just, and it's and just that, terrible.
0: I mean, well, that's the thing. I think that's about the that. point we're making right now. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's terrible, like you know. I, I've heard the stories of some people saying, "Hey, you know, I haven't had a day off in two, three years."
1: Yeah, I mean, you really and want to talk like, about it? Like, I don't even think the work the work week should be five days, but that's a whole other episode. A,
0: a, <laughs> agreed, and it's just kind of like, man, like, did what, what would happen if you would have left? You know? Yeah. Oh well, you know, I wouldn't have been able to feed my. Okay, then, then that's I, I, I got you, but then kind of like what are you doing the, the old saying is you need a job to get a job you know like what are you doing if you're that miserable and unhappy like why aren't you you know applying to other companies you got you right. have a job now again it, it, it you need a job to get a job yeah so you know like i don't know i'm always thinking that you have to do what what's best for you and your family and and whatever's going to make you happy and if that means you got to bounce around it means you got to bounce around you know i don't, I don't yeah. know what else to say but there's no point of being miserable actually i don't know how anyone lives like that a life like that just being miserable every day so
1: so, yeah yeah you know. and i mean okay so what i'll leave what we'll leave this episode with um you know we got kind of on a political tangent which i feel like we do on our shoot the shit episodes and we had every intention of discussing didn't really you know
0: get too political we just talking about the system
1: yeah the system and like how it works whatever and like what the what the proposition is i i'll just leave with this i just don't think that you know attacking the biden administration's infrastructure plan for being beyond the pale of infrastructure is a feasible or, or reasonable argument. I think that if we're trying to find equality, whether it be, you know, racially in the infrastructure or whatever it is, like it, it, any byproducts of infrastructure change to then shout out how, oh, well that's not infrastructure and my tax dollars. It's like, but it's an improvement in our society. So let's look at it for what it is <laughs> instead of semantics because that's what I've been hearing from a lot of the other side of the aisle.
0: Everyone's going to have their own opinions. You know, of course. Yeah. And and, and that's fine. But I mean,
1: to me, to me, you know, you can call it the planet Mars plan and tell me that, you know, we're going to give, we're going to, you know, codify more transgender rights. And I'd be like, hell yeah, I don't care what you call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what you call it. So, you know, rather than nitpicking the semantics, I would, I would just challenge our audience to just look into what it is and what is actually being suggested be done and, and go from there rather than, you know ninny nitpick all the all the wording of it.
0: Well, it's so funny too. And the last, the last bit of thing is some people are, are so just blinded by the political divide that right. it doesn't matter. It, I could say they could say everyone this is going to improve everyone's life. It's going to set your children up for success. But
1: because of the mouth it came out yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or hey, you know what? Everyone here, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put one million dollars into everyone's freaking personal account. Yeah. You, you do what you want with it for the rest of your life. You don't. You know. You know. People be like, well, you know, whose tax dollars are funny that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're (laughs) We're also gonna get a million dollars you know yeah oh well you know the democrats and you know yeah you know all all, all this shit it's just like let's why can't we all just hey you know what like it's 2021 you know let's think progressive let's yeah. think for the future like the old old times in the 1700s and 1800s and that's gone it's done yeah so let's you know what's best for us now and what's best for us to move forward in this world that's evolving and changing rapidly mm-hmm. what do we need to do and i think that's just, that's the smartest thing to do if if it's a when you invest in renewables because we're destroying our freaking planet mm-hmm. and i'm thinking about generations ahead other shit that they're gonna have to deal with mm-hmm. you know so why yeah. don't we just start leading towards change now And maybe we can save his plan. Maybe we can... Have humanity go on for a couple, you know, thousand more years due to it, and I, I don't, I don't know, yeah. you know. But if people are upset about the freaking oil pipeline being shut down, I get it. People lost jobs on that, but then those jobs are supposed to transition to other jobs within clean that, energy, you know, clean yeah. energy, right? And yeah. I get, yes, it's not like pretty, it's not like oh, it's an immediate transition. It's uncomfortable. It that, is uncomfortable. That right? comes
1: down to like embracing the change.
0: But then this, this is the thing too. That's also unfair for our country, right? Because we have these parties that are one hundred and fifty percent very opposite of each other. Every four years we have elections and we have a new we have the same administration or we have a new administration come in. Well, it seems like if you know, the Democrats are in, they're doing things one way and then the Republicans come in and they completely reverse all that to do it another way. And then the Democrats come back in and re- reverse that. And the Republicans, you know, so it's kind of like...
1: We just stay at the same place. We just
0: stay at the same place. And things mm-hmm. only get worse because, you know, these because parties... We can't reach
1: across the aisle. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and, and if these parties could agree and, and if these parties could say, hey, like, when you come in, no matter what you do, you can't undo something unless it's totally fucked. Mm-hmm. But you can't undo something, what you're charged with doing, regardless if you're a Democrat or Republican, is just figure out a way to make it better. Mm-hmm. Figure out a way to make it progressive yeah, move on. you know, what and I'm that saying? comes
1: with like term limits and all. That's a whole other can but, of worms.
0: But it's just like respect each other. Both parties respect each other. And if you have a Democratic you know president in, and then a Republican president comes in, like don't undo the the the, the progress that they did. Make it better, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless again, unless it's like something that's totally fucked, you know. Yeah. But um, that that's the way it it, it should be, you know. Not yeah. not this this this. It's just fucking crazy. would
1: have should have, but yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that's not the reality. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, we are we are well over our time. Yeah, whenever we do episodes like this, we always like end up bsing for a lot longer than we do our uh pointed topic discussions. So um, let us know if you like these types of episodes where we just kind of bullshit. Um, let if us you know do, if you want to join us. If you do, if you do like these episodes, maybe what we'll do is we'll put out a poll for like shit for us to talk about in one episode.
0: Yeah, we can do like, you an know, online like mini poll topics. Yeah. Yeah. To I keep on. saying I'm gonna
1: do that and I'm going to do that, I promise. So for those of you that follow on Instagram, WJT Podcast, and we also have an email, WJT podcast at gmail.com And that's it.
0: All right guys. Well thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon. And remember, we're just talking perfect perfect